And away we go. Here we are once again. It's Wednesday night. Ray and I are to talk a little bit at you. And we are preachers from the bleachers. That's right. So here we are. We're here every uh, <clears throat> Wednesday night is when we film. But we're on YouTube here. You can catch us. And also on anchor.fm slash preachers from the bleachers, which goes to Spotify. 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 There you go. Spotify. So Spotify. Check us out. Love there. that Spotify. As always, you can leave some comments. We'll be happy to to chat with you back and forth if you got any suggestions about what you want to hear us talk about or uh, anything else. You know, we'll listen to anything you have to say. So tonight we're going to be talking about a little bit of NBA. It's been a week now, so that's going strong. Uh, MLB, some stuff going on there with some COVID stuff. I'm going to see how many times I can say the word stuff tonight. <laughs> uh, NFL, some interesting things going on there and also in the NCAA. And then we're also going to do all about the Benjamins City Nickname Edition. Mm. So who is on your city nickname's uh, currency? Without further ado, let's go to the hot hand. It's NBA. Can I get an amen? Amen. I'm a, so, boy, I, I don't even know what to do with myself, dude. I'll just be vegetate, you know, and living on the West Coast. Games be starting at 10.30 a.m. I know, I man. I can't even work. <laughs> I'll, be on, I'll be like, I'm about to get fired. Oh, oh, I'm sorry. I gotta go back to work. Yeah, right. <laughs> I'll be watching people getting dunked on and screaming at customers by accident. Yeah. I mean, I'm irritated that they had the Mavs game on at like 1.30 yesterday. And I'm like, I can't watch that. I don't have a TV at work. Yeah. So, yeah. You gotta get, you gotta get one. You about to be the new boss, so. Uh, I don't know about that, but. Perks of the job. Perks of the job. So, um, well, one thing I, I gotta say so far is that everybody looks beatable. So, I, I haven't seen anybody that looked unbeatable. Like, like Milwaukee's lost a game, the Lakers have lost a game. They've only I don't played- believe in Milwaukee anyway, but I'm gonna say this: watching them in this restart, I'm like, okay, now I I see what everybody else see, because quite frankly, you know, as much as I hate jump shooting, I'm gonna, I'm gonna be honest with you: I think they shoot be- jumpers better than the Golden State Warriors. Who who do you think does? The Bucks. The Bucks. Cause I, I I had to check on that because because Antetokounmpo is not that great an outside shooter. No, but he's so and see and this is the difference between the Bucks and the Warriors is, and and I'm not saying they're better. You know, dude, I'm not saying Chris Middleton is a better shooter <clears throat> than Steph Curry. What I'm saying is they have more people that can stroke it. It's Clay Thompson. It's Steph Curry. And can't nobody else stroke the three like they do. Damn near everybody on the squad except Middleton can shoot the three. Wes Matthews shoot the three. Middleton shoot the three. Uh, Pat, what is it? Pat <laughs> Connington shoots the three. Kyle Corver shoots the three. Everybody on the dang on squad shoot three. They got what? Let, uh, Lopez shoot the damn three. Yeah, everybody, everybody on the squad shoot the three. And that's the part, you know what I mean? Like, as much, again, I don't like jump shooting teams, but they're not. They shoot the jump shot effectively, and it might be their main weapon, but Lopez do play down low. He yeah. will, they will take an advantage. Well, in the game the other day, they didn't take enough advantage to me when they was playing, whoever was playing small ball. I mean, you're not putting no six, seven dude on me, and I'm seven foot one. <laughs> no, sir. I'm finished. Yeah. You're going you're gonna, to eat the bottom of my shorts all day because I'm just going to post up, turn around, and dunk on you. That irritates me, man. You're in the post. Man, I've seen guys, 
Porzingis did this one time. He's seven foot three, and he posted up somebody who was like six foot one, and he passed the ball out. What are you doing? You gotta have. If somebody on me six one, and the guy double teamed me is only six eight, I'm still shooting. Yeah, like, like, like I'm not passing out of that door. I got both of y'all. Yeah. <laughs> I got both of y'all. But then, like the other thing with the Bucks is Lopez do play on the low block, and Giannis get a lot of them points in the paint. You know, two steps, wham! You gonna get you can get jammed on at any point in time. So they still play the game to me outside in, which I think is very sacrilegious for basketball. Game is inside out, but they do it in a way that I find acceptable. Like they get enough points in the paint that makes me go, "Okay, I see you. I see you." <laughs> I'm not. I'm not taking the bucks. Yeah. I, I don't believe in them enough because all them out of all those people I name. Which one of them got some, got a lot of playoff experience that make you say, I trust you in the playoffs? Well, there's a first time for everything. Yeah. I, <laughs> I mean and then, I mean, well, who you like in the East? I don't know. I don't know if we had talked about this last week. We did. I, I took Milwaukee. I, I I think Milwaukee's coming I out of the East. I just don't see how Milwaukee could beat the Miami Heat. I don't. Yeah, I them, do. them dudes is tough over there, bro. Bam is tough. Kendrick Nunn is tough. Jimmy Butler is tough. Like, I just feel like when they when push come to shove, I think you can puck. puck so which bucks? Which one of those guys do you trust in the playoffs? Because none of those guys have gone very far in the playoffs. How far has Jimmy Butler gone in the playoffs? Uh, of any so, of them, he. I, I well, uh, Butler's done, but they tough. Butler is the <laughs> Butler is the only guy got playoff experience, and no, he ain't went far. But you, I don't see tough on the Bucks. I think they could be punked. I'm just saying, if, if it push kind of shove, you know what I mean? Like we're in a bubble. It's it's like an AAU style tournament. It feels like, especially with these eight games, I feel like we're I'm riding out to ruck apart. You know what I mean? And we like pick a man. Yeah, it's a lot of them men's on them teams. I ain't picking. That's yeah. what I'm saying because I'm trying to stay on the court all day. I don't see seven games. They got to rely way too much on. And I'm gonna be honest, they need to go to the Eastern Conference Finals, or Giannis gonna be playing for somewhere else. It's a good team, is it not? It's still a good team, though. It's a good team. It's a good team. So if I can't win with y'all, I got yeah. to go. <laughs> See, like, I hate I, I hate that mentality, man. If I, I can't hate that. represent now, 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 let's Giannis that was, is not, that's KD stuff, man. Giannis is not well. Free agency is free agency now. He ain't like I didn't. We, we don't don't put that KD crap on him. He didn't go join the Lakers, right? We like I mean, he yeah. might just decide. Yeah, if he joined the Lakers, <laughs> no, man. Because let me rephrase: if the Lakers win two championships and and Giannis say I'm gonna go join y'all, that's KD stuff. Yeah. Lakers didn't make the playoffs last year, bro. Even if they win it this year, it's not like they won two in a row and then Giannis showed up. That's a pipe dream anyway. Giannis and LeBron don't fit on the same court. I agree with that. All right, so that's that we 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 can go ahead and squash that right now. But but you yeah. you're, you know, I, I just I hate that. Well, I can't win with y'all, so I'm leaving. Man, well then you should do it's more. Team no, bro. If this man averaged what he averaged okay. right, it's but, a good team, babe. Uh, and and recruit somebody, man, because you know uh, there's a lot of guys that would love to play with Anthony Decompo. I think I mean, 
I, I don't I don't think it's going to be hard to get guys like good free agents to come to Milwaukee and play with Giannis. It's it's hard to get anybody to go to Wisconsin, brother. Well, <laughs> it's it's still Wisconsin. Now that's the maybe. one one thing Wisconsin got for them is the fact that they are that Giannis is not an American citizen. He don't he ain't about the limelight. I think he's even said, "Hey, I'm comfortable here. I like it here." Right. right. So, he don't have no no dreams of saying I want to go to New York, yeah. but but <laughs> if you make it to free agency and we can't get out of the Eastern, now I didn't say I didn't say he had to win the championship day. He got to at least play for it, so he know we right there. But if I can't get out the East, I think I he knew that last year. How far did they go in the playoffs last year? I can't remember. I, I know, but you you still got to keep showing and prove. I, they didn't get out. They didn't get out of the East. They didn't play in the chat. They didn't no, play. No, but I mean, they, did they get they, to the Eastern Conference Finals? Yeah, I believe they did, and didn't yes. look. I believe they also, if I recall, they didn't look that good, right? Yeah. So, 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 where I'm saying they could be punked. So, are they relying on last year's experience to say, "Hey, man, we've been here before. We did this last year. We're not going out like that." It's possible. The only cat on that team that I trust is like that can't be punked is Eric Bledsoe. Like, yeah, I like him. The rest of them dudes, I feel like you know, a little just a little just a little physicality they might punk out. So Eric Bledsoe is always one of those guys I look for on my uh, fantasy team. You know, in the later rounds. Yeah. So, so I've noticed that the scores are like really high. <laughs> Ain't nobody trying to catch Corona, man. So here, here's <laughs> like they like what I figured out. Yeah, they way back here talking about I, I got him, coach. I got him. <laughs> well, I mean, with they got all those, uh, you know, tests and and no positives. So I just won. This was it today. Came back or yesterday? Came back? No, no zero. Zero. No, I'm saying they got more zero tests. More. Yeah, that's right. More, another group of tests that came back with right with nobody testing. So, yeah, the bubble, cool. the bubble is working, so they don't have to play bubble. off each other. But, but uh, what I uh, what I discovered from looking at some of these scores is that the only thing COVID did to the bubble was kill defense. <laughs> <laughs> Unless you Miami, Miami still play, right. but you're right, right, defense ain't being played. I like Miami, Ma- Miami Mavs. still playing stuff. Um, the the I saw the Clippers play defense. <laughs> In spurts, uh, LeBron James played defense real well on on, the, on that one last possession. He he deed up Paul George and Kawhi. So I mean, like, it, I agree with you. Defense is yeah, so it's gone. Defense like, is gone. Mavs lost the game the other day, one fifty one to one forty. I lost it twice. Yeah. <laughs> it was it was from an offensive standpoint, it was very entertaining. But yeah, it's just the damn All Star game. Yeah. <laughs> That's we're watching all star basketball. I'm like, they ain't even up on dude. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. I mean, you know, I like me some Anthony Davis, Shot Towns famous, Shot Towns uh, finest. But that brother dropped 42. He had 20, like 20 in the first quarter. TJ Warren scored 50 something. TJ Warren scored 53. This conversation is over. I told I told Jamal, man, my, my fantasy team's looking really good in the bubble. <laughs> <laughs> he said, "Yeah, it don't count though." I'm like, damn. No, it don't. I already, I really, I looked that up. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs>
Remember, like 12 shows ago, we used to talk about this. I said, wherever you finish, that's where you finish. Just go ahead and start the playoffs. Yep. Well, fantasy basketball heard my words. Yeah. <laughs> they're, they're not even doing playoffs, man. They, no, no, you, no. Whatever you, wherever you finished in fantasy basketball, ESPN, that's, fantasy, that's where you just finished. Yeah. I was like, man. So, um, your boy Luca had a triple double, a monster triple double the other day. Your boy. My That's boy. what I yeah, yeah I your boy. But he's he gonna be your boy. Uh you know, I like him. He's he's a great player, but sometimes, man, he just I like we we that Rockets game the other day, I watched that Rockets game. We were up by seven with like two minutes left, and I was like, We're going to lose this game. Okay. I called it. I said, We're going to look because he can't finish. And the and the and and it's been two years now, and in close games like that where you're ahead, he's twenty days. I, I know he's 20, but he's been playing championship basketball since he was like 15, 16. So don't give so, me that excuse now. That's so six, seven years experience. He is what he is. So you yeah. saying he ain't, he can't close. Then it's time for the Mavericks to find somebody to go. What the hell is Porzingis doing? Like, you know what I mean? Like when, I mean, when he was, you know, well, before he got hurt with the Knicks, he was supposed to be the, you know, the second coming of Dirk Nowitzki. Hello. Well, Porzingis doesn't have the ball in his hands sixty percent of the time. Okay, do you? We, I'm not disagreeing with you. Okay. The, my, I guess my issue is one. He's not better than I thought. He's like way better than I thought. Yeah, me too. I told you last year as a rookie, he's yeah. kind of got an old man's game. Yeah, he's not he's not exceptionally quick or fast. All right, he just gonna he uses his head a lot and yeah. the skill and the skill that he does have. He just got stuck on the rim the other day. You're not supposed to, I mean, like, and there was nobody within two or three feet of him. You can't be 20, 21 years old, get stuck on the rim. At so, six foot seven. At six seven. <laughs> so you don't so, even have to jump that high. He ain't even got to jump that high. He got three, three, his arms are three feet. So yeah. I guess what I'm saying to you, he is what he is. Yeah. I, I'm, I don't try to make – last year I said he can't improve much than what he is. This is what he's going to be. This is what he's going to be for 15 years. Yeah. Like, we can't – That's great. Don't get me that's wrong. That's great. We can't look at him like um, somebody who played one year of college and came into the NBA and they still have room to develop. No. As you said, the man been playing professional basketball since he was 14, 15. He already got four, five years plus the two years. He already got seven years of professional basketball. He's a finished product already. Yeah. I don't yeah. I mean, he can get better at some things, but it's not there's not another level for Luca to go. He is what he is. Uh, I right. think he improved last year on his um uh, a little bit of ball decision. Sometimes you you pointed out that he'll make the wrong pass or he don't make the right pass at certain times when you most need it. I think you were the one that told me that, yeah. but he is a finished product. So now you just have to build, uh, you got to go get you a close. Yeah. You got to get you somebody like, for example, just a defensive stopper too, maybe Jimmy Butler would have been perfect because Jimmy will suck for three quarters. But when it's, when it's time, it down, he yeah. all of a sudden can be, he's a top, he's a top five player. With five minutes left, <laughs> he did. I mean, that's what I. That's what I like about him. He's so tough. But they gotta find that guy, man. It ain't gonna be Tim Hardaway Jr. It ain't gonna be Tim Hardaway Jr. I think we already know it ain't gonna be Chris Porter. He got to find like Dirk had Jason Terry. 
<laughs> Don got to find his Jason Terry. Excuse me. Donnie Nelson got to find that Jason Terry for him. Somebody that can hire Donnie Nelson. There he goes. So I, I, Luke is just a finished product, man. I, I can't I can't fault a man that's getting out there getting triple doubles. No, <laughs> man. I just I, I just get to the end of the game, and I know in close games like that, I just look at it and go, "We're gonna lose this freaking game." And most of the time, when I do that, I feel that way. I'm 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 like right. So I I don't know what it is about the team, or maybe the coach needs to do something different, or or. Man, so who, who would you, if you was coaching the Mavs and, and win, you know, last seven minutes of the game, last five, seven minutes, who would you put on the floor with them? Who would you put on the floor to make plays? Uh, Seth Curry. He makes plays. He hits shots. He hits big shots. He's like, for a while there, he's shooting almost 60% of three-pointers for this season. He has, got, he has gotten better. He yeah. was already, you know, average to maybe slightly above that, but there was a point in time where he was a below average player and yeah. might have only been in this league because he came into the league. Remember when he got to Duke? Yeah. They said he was going to be better than Seth, yeah. better than uh, 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 his brother in Golden State. Yeah. But that, that never materialized. He was bigger, faster. Well, his, game, his game changed when he went to Duke because, I mean, he was at Liberty, Liberty University as a, as a freshman and he's scoring 21 points a game and, you know, he's the only guy there and I, so I don't remember Seth ever playing for yeah. He went straight to Duke. No, he didn't. He transferred. Hmm. He transferred. Okay, but I got so, to So then he came to came to Duke where you got all these five star talent guys and you know he's not getting the shots and they're not running the offense for him. His his game changed. He became more of a team player. Don't get me wrong, then you know, but he was scoring twenty one a game at Liberty University as a freshman. So and then, you know, he went he got drafted or not sure if he got drafted or not. I think he got drafted in the second round, but he, he spent a lot of time in the G league and he was lighting up the G league. So, and I was like thinking, Mark Cuban, what are you doing? Look at this guy. You know, he's scoring 25 a game right now in the, in the G league. Go get this guy. It ain't the same. I know it ain't the same, but 25 a game in the G league can, can definitely you know, be eight 12, in the NBA 12 points yeah. a game, yeah. 10, 12 points a game in, in the NBA and, and hitting big three point shots. So, uh, anyway, but yeah, I'd put Curry out there, you know, KP for the rebounding, I, uh, Dwight Powell, but man, you know, he's out for the season. I, I, I like his, you know, grit. He gets in there and gets the boards and makes, you know, I do good. like, I, you can't play Dwight Powell and, and KP at the same time. And you finish the game. Cause you, you want Dwight Powell's, you need a rim runner, right? You need somebody yeah. that's going to run to the rim, especially when you have Luka Doncic passing the ball. Don. If Luca's on the floor dribbling and passing it, I, I would. I'm not gonna lie. I probably wouldn't have KP on the floor. I can't have. I, both I agree them. with that's, you. That's all I'm saying. It can't be Chris Stapps and Dwight Powell. I would rather honestly. It's, to, it has to, to be Seth Hardaway, uh, uh, Dwight Powell, and I can't think of the and I can't think of who the fifth would be. But to me, I put people out there again. I like. I like the toughness of Miami. I like people who are tough and gritty. So, pal, I'm going to tell you who I would probably go with because in this NBA, we're playing a lot of positionless basketball. I'd probably go with Max Kleber because I love the energy. I like, he plays great defense, too. I just love it. Somebody that play D, everybody can't shoot. But yeah. Kleber can do a little bit of everything. Yeah, so, I, I think if you have two people, Dwight Powell to rim run, Kleber for energy and defense, and then you got 
you know, Hardaway, they can make shots. Luka can pass and make shots. And Seth Curry can shoot these threes. And I, I, I think I'd go with Powell over KP because he's more of a complimentary player to Luka. Luka. Because he won't be looking for the shot as much as KP's looking to to pull out and hit. He's taking seven threes a game, bro. At seven three, <laughs> how many? How many? You know how I feel about this. I know you can't be no sixteen dude out there shooting trays, and you ain't you. I have no problem if he takes seven threes as long as he takes seven shots from inside with two feet inside the paint. Yeah, but he that ain't got a problem with. But he ain't even doing that. He he well, you, shot. You're mad at Dirk for shooting threes when he only shot like two and a half, maybe three a game over his career. Over his career, oh, but in the yeah, that, yeah. that was a while back in the Steve Nash days. He didn't know where to find the pain. Yeah, <laughs> like, but but this dude is worse. Yeah, this dude is worse. You know what I mean? At least Dirk would get close to the elbow and do the little shot. Mid-range jumpers, yeah. This guy get to the elbow and two dribble himself a back away from the paint. Like I'd be like, bro, where you going in the road? You seven three, you going in the wrong direction. Fade away from that six foot one guy <laughs> defending him. So so, uh, so like I I I hear everything you're saying about Luca and his possible or questionable um in the crunch yeah. decision making. You know what I mean? Like you know, you looking for somebody to make some Tom Brady decisions and not some Jameis Winston's decisions. Hey, yeah, that's a good uh, analogy. <laughs> but, but I'm still not going – I still got to acknowledge that Winston still threw for 5,000 yards. So you can't oh, – I'm not going like, to – you see what I'm saying? It, it's, it might not be what you want, but it's definitely not something you saying, I hate. No, I'm you're saying. not. I, I don't say that. Yeah. So you just – Watch it. Okay, so also in the NBA, injuries are mounting. Several people got injured this week, so uh, I don't know if that's being out of shape or whatever. Jaron Jackson got injured. Pat Beverly got injured, but he might be back. Um, Jamal Crawford, at 40 years old, got injured. He's done. <laughs> so I, I, I'm wondering if uh, that's going to be a big issue down the stretch for a lot of these teams. I don't know. That's so, bad for, it's bad for Jamal Crawford, that's for sure. Yeah. Because you're 40 and you get injured. He like, loves playing you, ball, man. But you barely got it back in the league. Yeah, right. So an uh, injury now at forty, people are just—they were already saying you you were old, even though you out there with your Beijing number fifty nine die on your head. Everybody, I know it's a die job, Jamal. I know it. But my point, <laughs> my point is, you can't just put a die on your head and then come out there and ball and get hurt. The first thing we's gonna say is it's because you're forty. <laughs> Because you got you got that stuff on your head. Yeah, it's weighing That's you why. down. But I, I mean, and I wanted I wanted the Lakers to pick up Jamal. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I wanted the Lakers to get you off. In my mind, they the I really thought the Lakers needed some more scoring, but they are so dead set on being a great defensive team. Okay, let's see if that work out for you. You got to do both. Yeah. So I was gonna say, also look out for Phoenix, man. They're three and zero in the bubble. Phoenix is coming on, buddy. My man, Devin Buckets Booker. Yeah. Kentucky, baby. You know what? Phoenix always finishes the season really strong. They suck for the whole season. And at the end, they have like this long win streak. Are they at that or they uh, like usually the Mavericks are they're one of the last one or two games they play the Mavericks and they always kill the Mavericks in the last one. 
Yeah. They got I'm, to. Yeah, I'm sick of they're they're one of the same teams that always ends up in the lottery, and there is no excuse for that. They have the talent to not be in the lottery or make the playoffs. They got like, two guys that can play. That should be enough to keep you out of the lottery. Absolutely. You should, you should be where they should be doing exactly what they're doing right now, threatening the playoffs. Yeah. Right? You should be eight seed or nine ten. You don't need to be down at way at the bottom no more. Now you, you got you got De- first of all, Devin Booker is is a grown man now. <laughs> we can't be like, oh, he's young, you know what I mean? Like, and he showed last night he was a grown man. Yeah, you know what I mean, just draining over Kawhi and PG. And he said at the end of the game, "I want to be known as a winner in this league." You need right. that attitude. So there's a guy that's going to leave his team when he's a free agent. You're talking about Giannis doing it. If I'm Booker, I am gone. I'm on the first like, train out of there. I wasn't going to say it because he'd be he'd be he would be the closer that Luca would need. Yes, I take him, man. But I mean, it's it's like I I don't think Phoenix, Phoenix is committed to you winning. Got, you ain't got. You remember how we were talking about last week about everything starts from the top down? Yeah. Phoenix has one of those. I agree. Crappy owners. I agree. I wanted to say thirty-seven cuss words right there. That he's got. He just thinks. He's the dude. Don't know what. He don't know what he's doing, Dad. No, he don't. What he's doing. You can't fire. I did. They he fire a coach almost every year, yeah. almost every year. When I say almost, there's been some coaches that made it like. Then he fired Earl Watson like seven games into the season. Man, yeah. you could have fired if you if you fire a person seven games into the season, you was already thinking about firing him last year. Yeah, you're you, right. You didn't need to bring him back. That's for that. not even an opportunity. Like that, that's a disservice to him. It discredits you. And what the hell are you telling your team? That was just dumb. So, like, he don't know what he's doing. So now we got now. I believe Monty Williams is the guy there, right? Yes, Monty okay. has Monty has a clue. <laughs> I like Monty Williams, he's but are you gonna, coach too? Are you going to keep him? It, yeah. it, you know I mean, like, well, I think he, he's going to he's going to do well in Phoenix, and then somebody else is going to offer him a job, and he's going to go. That's what I would do. Or does Dev? Who leaves first, Devin Booker or Monty Williams? I believe Devin Booker just signed his deal, right? Yeah, he's got, yes. He is in year two, so he got three years left. Yeah. So, <laughs> I mean, money ain't going to be around that long. <laughs> but you don't know if Devin is going to be around. I, I'm going to say it this. I'm going to call it right now. I'm going to make a prediction right now. Go ahead. If Phoenix is not in the playoffs next year, what is this? What year? When the 1920 season. Yeah. If 2021 season ends and they're not in the AC, Devin Bucker requests a trade. Yeah. And it, and like you were talking about with Giannis, if I'm Devin Booker, I'm gone. Because I, I think at least Milwaukee is committed to winning. So, and to your other question, I don't think that Mavericks have enough to give for Devin Booker. Uh, they'd have to give up KP. And you don't need KP if you have DeAndre Eight. Well, yes, you do, because KP don't want to play on down low. DeAndre Ayton does. Yeah. So, I mean, that might work for Phoenix. I don't know if that will work for Dallas. So. Why wouldn't it work for Dallas? Well, the problem is you can't give me just KP. <laughs> like, like it, that's not going to work. Right. I mean, that's that's our the best asset we would have to give to right. Phoenix for Devin Booker. Which I don't, I don't gonna, really think it's gonna enough. You're going to need at least two or three assets. Because as much as I love Dwight Powell and Maxi Kleber and Seth Curry and stuff like that, I think they're, you know. It's not going to be enough. 
fantastic role players, it's not enough right. for Devin Booker. You're gonna need so, so you well, you'd have to give up picks like minimum a minimum of two first rounds. Two first rounders. Seth Seth and KP. Yeah. That's a good start. We're yeah, missing that's, that's we're missing, more than I want to give up. We're missing one or two pieces if you're Phoenix. But guess what? It's Phoenix. They're not that bright. <laughs> I mean, you might be able to get KP, Seth, six of them water buckets and two Dallas cheerleaders. And if we have to, the cheerleaders would probably be more valuable than. And if we have to, we can get you some of the cowboy cheerleaders. You know what I mean? Like, you know what I mean? Like, they love the Dallas Cowboys down in Arizona. If we can get you two cowboy cheerleaders, you know, Phoenix might make that trade. They're not that bright, brother. Dallas does have a long history of trades with uh, the Phoenix Suns, so we've got that good relationship. That's what. All right. Uh, and it just just for uh, posterity's sake, we did call it with Lou Williams getting socially distanced lap dances. <laughs> I told you he's not going to that place for wings. I got, <laughs> I got more on Lou Williams Go later. Oh, okay. All right. <laughs> Excellent foreshadowing. Right. Moving on to Major League Baseball. So the Marlins resume play this week after uh, – they got a bunch of negative tests, so that was good. They they all whatever the issues was, they they cleared it up. But they but put they, they resumed players. Yeah, they did. They missed like five or six games. I I forget what the number was. Maybe it was only they postponed. Like for yeah, instance, well, they postponed. Yeah, somebody playing a doubleheader today because of all the moving of the games. I think at the end of the season, man, you're going to have some people that played sixty games, some people that paid fifty four games, from you know fifty seven. Mm-hmm. I think it's it's going to wait. It's the way it's going to end, but. Uh, but the Marlins, they put 13 players on the IR, and 10 of those were pitchers. So I'm assuming that was because of COVID, but I, I don't know. I mean, that's a lot of players. That's, very, put on. that's good information because when I do my fantasy lineup, whoever playing the Marlins will be in the lineup. There you go. <laughs> they ain't got no pitchers. Now you know. <laughs> so uh, the Cardinals had seven players and six staff test positive, so they've postponed some games. So – uh, you know, whatever's working for the NBA is not working so much for baseball. They got these people got to find a bubble. I, I agree. Mean, baseball and football. If you're football, if you're football, if you're the NFL, and you come out and you have any high number, you got 53 men on the roster. If you get 10 men on one squad with the coronavirus, you should have bubbled. Yeah, you're not, you're not paying attention. Yeah. Right. You're just simply not paying attention. The bubble works. I did see the Denver Broncos. They have a unique little setup of apparatus. I don't know if everybody has sprays everybody coming in. When they coming in and coming out, it just sprays them down and they got to come through one man at a time. So I don't know what kind of sanitizer or disinfectant it is, but I'm sure it works. Like it couldn't be me. I would be like, screw everybody, stop. Take. I'd be in there just getting all lovey-dovey with the hand sanitizer, spray, disinfectant, whatever it is. Man, I would be in there making love to all that liquid. Just let I'd be all in my eyeballs and my throat. Yeah. I ain't catching nothing. It's almost like a decon, a decontamination shower walking into the field. Yeah, so yeah, I saw them doing that too. But uh, yeah, man, they they need to find a bubble. You're right. I I, I don't know what they were thinking. Uh, the, the teams this week are going down to 28 players. They were supposed to go down to 25, but they're going to stay at 28. Uh, they were supposed to go down to 26, but they're, they're going to stay at 28 for the rest of the season. They need to stay at 32. What is the point? I agree, man. I, I don't know why they're cutting that at all. 
I mean, I know they know it was never 32, but why are you going down? Why why are we limiting how many people can be on a roster? Well, and 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 you know, practice squads are going to come into this, man. Your minor league guys are going to come into this because you got guys that are going to be out because of COVID. So we brought this up before. The minor league ain't playing, so those guys right. got to be out there doing something. You're right. So if you got a guy that was supposed to be a top prospect and you had him at AAA, now's the time. He should he should be in the building. Yep. He should be, <laughs> he should be practicing with this team. He may yeah. not be on the game day roster. I mean, like, I mean, like, I, I'm, I don't know what's against the MLB rules and what is or isn't, but I'm saying he ain't got no job. He ain't got nothing to do. He could be in the building working as an intern. But I'm saying, like, not How's just that guy gonna get fired on his day off. <laughs> I'm just saying, Dave. There's no reason why the starting eight players for your AAA team are not in your major league roster they're not in building they're not why why aren't they like injuries are going to happen like injuries are going to happen COVID is going to happen come on man this don't that don't make sense to me why they're not there they should be they should be there ready to go absolutely excuse me so moving on to the NFL speaking of more COVID stuff Matthew Stafford had a false positive test this week so some stuff happened about that. His wife was saying that, you know, Matt Stafford had a positive test. It ended up being a false positive, but before everybody knew that it was a false positive, like she had people yelling at her at the grocery store to get away and stay home and take your kids out of school and do it. I mean, people were treating her terrible. Like it's not her fault that she has this, but, or her husband had this. So, uh, but anyway, I mean, that's, that, that just brings some, questionable things into play about these tests, man. I mean, they don't listen, man, if Matt Stafford had won a Super Bowl or had won at least six, seven, eight playoff games, yeah. they wouldn't have been yelling at that woman. That's true. They would have been telling that woman, are you okay? Is it, can we bring you some chicken noodle soup? That wasn't even today. I mean, they used COVID as an excuse to yell at the, the wife of the, of the well, unsuccessful I don't quarterback. I buy that a little bit, but the other part of it is that people are so scared of this thing, man. Cause you know, there's, there's mass hysteria going on about it in certain corners and all that kind of stuff. So brother, I bet you, I bet you if Tom Brady walked in, Tom Brady could walk anywhere he want in Tampa Bay. I ain't even talking about Boston, but naked blowing bubbles and people will still run up and hug him. But had he, <laughs> had he had a, a positive he, COVID he test. He could have had two caught positive COVID tests. Nah. Boy, they gonna they gonna hear that's Jesus of football, man. You know they gonna go over there and try to get blessed. Oh. <laughs> if I'm in Tampa, I'd be like, dude, go home, really. Yeah, you know, I I'm not gonna be rude to the guy, call him names or anything hey, like that, man. What man, you doing? No, I'm telling you. So winning winning cures a lot. But yeah, well, okay. So my point was that it brings it, it, some questionable things in about these tests. I mean, I, why was that test positive? I, I need to know more about that. Because, I mean, does that mean there's, a, like, fa- false negatives out there, too? So you got people walking around. You said, no, this guy doesn't have it. But you're wrong. So All of them asymptomatic people. Yeah, probably, I, I don't know about that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You brought it up. I was trying to let it go. Okay, I was go say ahead. that. I wasn't going to say that. No, no, no. Go ahead, man. I mean, because, you know, there's been a slow progression for me with the COVID. Yeah. Right. 
And I kind of stopped in the middle. I mean, never going to go over there with all you people to be like, it's the worst thing ever. Like, it's a true, like, we're in the Blue Blonic Plague. There's yeah. people out there treating this the like... Blue Blonic Plague? You heard what I said. You lucky I didn't say the Black Blonic, but you know what I mean? <laughs> My lips get in the way, man. They're kind of large. The Blue, okay? uh, the blue, the blue Bonnet it, Plague, like it, the flowers. It, it is what it is. It is what it is. These lips get in the way, but I make them work. <laughs> <laughs> But there's people out there, dude. You you are swear that that you know, the it's all over. It's gonna be. This is the end of the world. Yeah, it's still and, a virus. And then there's other ones on the other end that don't believe any of it. Then none of it's true. And no, you know. So, I ain't never been that far either. No, 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 no. And I'm not, I'm not saying you have. I'm just saying. So you know, I I know there's probably a, you know more false positives out there, more false negatives. I mean, I I do believe that there's a lot of people that can be asymptomatic and carriers i mean uh, you've heard of uh what was her name typhoid mary you ever hear that name Mm -mm. that was this woman that was a carrier i think it was 1900s she was a carrier early 1900s or late 1800s for um typhoid fever so everywhere she would go people would develop this typhoid fever and there'd be like a, a an outbreak of it and it would kill a lot of people and nobody ever figured out why until they did some blood testing or whatever on her like after several outbreaks had happened wherever she had gone and, and figured out that she was a carrier for this. She was asymptomatic. It did not affect mm. her, but she had the, the, the antibodies or whatever that was, would pass it along to everyone else. So, I mean, that was scientifically determined more than a hundred years ago. So yes, I believe that asymptomatic people can pass that on, but I, I don't, I don't know how widespread it is. None of us are ever really going to know. No, so we ain't going to never know. We're going to know about 25 years. So one of the things that, that people are not talking about, and I don't know if this is possible or if, I mean, we just don't know. Is there a long-term effect of COVID? What For the people who have had COVID, yeah. are, are there organs or whatever it attacks, yeah. you know, in 15 years, are they still going to die from COVID-related relations? And I, I, I think that the answer to that is going to be the same as, as you know, how does it affect people we'll now? See. Is it, it's going to be some we'll people, see. yes, there's going to have long-term <laughs> effects, and some people, no, it's not going right. to have long-term effects. So, uh, but, you know, looking at the NFL stuff this week and, and all that, I, I started thinking I need to start doing, uh, I need to start doing my, my research for a fantasy team this year. So, cause it is August, man. I mean, if they're going to start it on time, I haven't heard of any delays and all that kind of stuff. So I need to start doing my research, but which also makes me think, I think we need to do a, uh, to do a preachers from the bleachers keeper league. I'm down with a keeper league. I ain't never played. I mean, I'd be awesome at it. So I, 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 I just want the first pick. <laughs> well, don't we all first pick so, ain't always good, bro. But you know, uh, cause you can't miss. That's true. You can't miss it. That is true because it's like, it, depending on how many people are in your league, if there's 12 people, it's 24 picks before you get to go in. You can't miss if you have the first pick. Oh, I mean, I've had so much bad luck with my first round picks. I mean, I almost never get the first pick, but I get if I get like top five or six, that guy always gets injured. <laughs> in like the first game, he's out for the season. It you happens. You can't miss, time. man. You can't miss with the yeah. first pick. Like, like. Not having played a keeper league, I would have to do some research just to figure out on Pat Mahomes or no. Because the reality is, I yeah, I mean, I, in a regular fantasy league, I don't care about Pat Mahomes. 
I love him as a player, but in fantasy, I don't draft a running a quarterback into the seventh, eighth, right. ninth round. Right. But in the keeper league, is is that theory still sustainable? Yes. Right. At the very least, can I go with my second pick? Can I get a quarterback? Right. So anyway, you know, so doing this league, we, we need to talk about some rules. How many we're going to keep? How many years you can keep them for? You know, there's a dynasty league where you keep everybody. And then you drop somebody every once in a while, and, and every year you have a, a a draft for the rookies and all that kind of stuff. Now that's a dynasty league. I'm just talking about right now a keeper league. And one day I'd like to do a dynasty league too. But for now, like a keeper league where you keep like two or three guys, and there's and you can only keep them for a certain amount of years, and then you have to put them back in the pool and that kind of thing. But we'll we'll do some some research on that and talk about what kind of rules we want to put in place. Yeah, but yeah, yeah, yeah. Guys, if you're out there, if you're listening, and you want to play. Make a comment or talk to us on the Brotherhood or however you get a hold of us, do that. And we'll start looking and I'll get this thing set up on ESPN and we can we can do that. Commissioner Dave. He put so, it out there. All right. The automatic commission. <clears throat> and one other big thing we've been talking about. I I'm gonna like talking about this. What that is? Black ownership and professional sports. Oh, uh, okay. You talking about the rock? Dwayne the Rock Johnson bought yeah. the XFL for fifteen million. That's bargain basement price. Fifteen million. All the really, assets. Well, he, all the assets for fifteen million. Yeah, the assets probably like Vince McMahon spent probably two hundred million on it. Is so he, that the assets alone were probably worth fifty million. Yeah, no, but is he really black? <laughs> I mean, like a, well, I mean, is Daddy black? Okay. Is the Rock black? So he's I. You know, I I think he's got. The black fanhood. I think he. I. I think that uh, yeah. black people treat him like he's black, right? Uh, I think the black associates and 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 identifies as Pacific Islander. Okay, that's still a minority. It's still a minority ownership of sport. Then definitely, let's go minority. Because I'm just saying, you know what I mean, like. He just he identified, and and I'm not saying nothing is wrong with Pacific Islander. Yeah. I'm just saying I think the brother, notice I did say brother. I think the brother just identifies as Pacific Islander. That's all. But minor, we can go with minority ownership, and absolutely, as I yeah. said when you and I talked on the phone about it, that's a hell of a blue chip stock for 15 million. Yes, it is. <laughs> 15 million. I, I want to get my stock in it right now. Yeah, you said 200 million. No, remember that dude said he I, he put at least three hundred million. Vince McMahon literally spent at least three hundred million dollars, and you get it for fifteen. Yeah, works for me. Yeah, <laughs> it it works. So that's good. So we get some minority ownership in professional sports. I I know it's the only the XFL, which is sort of a burgeoning league, and it's you know it was I think it started out pretty well last year. So, but it was I, I doing think, well. Yeah. yeah, I mean it's a it's a it's definitely um. Something COVID nineteen took away from us. Yes, um, but I think without without COVID, if COVID nineteen never happens, man, I think that they have a very successful first year. Yeah, I had tickets to a game, man. I was going. Yeah. So, and you know, with the Rock being in, you know, you're gonna get some celebrity endorsements, and you know, guys hanging out, taking pictures with the players, and, and you know, celebrities and all that kind of stuff. Celebrity interviews on the sidelines. There's gonna be a lot more interest. You're gonna, you know. 
I, I think so, man. Celebrities show up at games and stuff like that. That's part of the draw that I was talking about last week in L.A. And the Lakers, man, is that, you know, you got Jack Nicholson, Leo DiCaprio, all those guys showing up, Chris Rock on the sidelines and people going to star watch as much as they are hmm. to watch the game. So, yeah, not, I, think- I don't disagree with you on that celebrities can help sell a ticket, right? That's what, yeah, that's my point. Uh, but I believe, I believe The Rock, when he made his statement about why, you know, first of all, he said, you know, I think I got a great team that's put together. He almost sounds like he loves football too. He, he missed his opportunity. Yeah. Or as he say, I missed it. Wasn't good enough. Whatever it is. I think he really truly believes in the sport and what it could do for a man, what it could do for a man's family. I think he want to give people the opportunity that he didn't have. Yeah. Or even, or I should say a better opportunity that he didn't have. I think, you know, sport is a sport is a hell of a thing, dude. Like, I mean, it brings so many people together. You know what I mean? And so, um, lifelong relationships, friendships, people come together and become families that never thought they would be family. Right. And so, um, I think it is football, but you know, I think it's bigger than football. I just think he want to give people, athletes, football players, a chance. And so, I think the money is important. It's always important, but I think the opportunity that he is providing is what's most important to him. Yeah. And and I mean, let's be honest. Fifteen million is probably chump change to him. I mean, I don't know that chump change. I mean, it's a, it, it's one movie to him for sure. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, and, he, I, and he, I think he makes still... somewhere. I think he makes twenty million a movie. So yeah. he's basically saying, "I'm just donating." You know what I mean? But but it is chump change because it ain't fifteen million out of his pocket. He do have partners. Yeah, right. <laughs> you know, like yeah. So ultimately, it might be chump change. So even if he, he paid the full fifteen million, I still think it was chump change. But you're right. I don't know what the the his. Yeah, we don't know what the is. breakdown is. His could be minor. I just think it's funny because all I see is is ballers. You did you watch the TV show? I, I haven't seen it. No. Oh man, it's one of the best it's TV on shows. HBO. I don't have HBO. Oh goodness, this is such. I mean, just Google. You probably can watch some on YouTube, man. Yeah. But ball, but in ballers, he he's a football player, or was a football player. Didn't you know he was you know okay at it, playing himself. Who turned sports agent? Who then tried to bring a buy an NFL team? You know what I mean, like. So, so now it's like, hey man, didn't you didn't you do this on 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 ballers? Yeah. So you gotta watch ballers, and you're gonna get more context and all that celebrity stuff you talking about because he used real football players on ballers. Like one time, T Sizzle was playing T Sizzle and oh. and having sex with a girl, <laughs> like, and they were having a conversation, and Rock was like, "Hey man, hurry up, we gotta do some." <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, you know I mean, like, so, like, the main right. character, the main characters are not are not NFL players, but yeah. there's real NFL players sprinkled throughout a, throughout the show that that gives it a you know a little uh, a little feel of realism. It's yeah. a horrible. It's a lot of horrible acting in the show, but it's still pretty good. <laughs> <laughs> like, like to me, like I hear the critics talk about 
They're so horrible. They're so horrible. But the horribleness of it makes it seem real. Yeah. <laughs> like, 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 like in real life, nobody's acting. I'm just, you're just being you. I'm just being you. Yeah. You, you know what I mean? Like you just being, I said that backwards, but you get the point. I'm trying to, <laughs> when I'm watching me. the horrible acting, I'm like, is this a reality show? Like, it, it, to me, it gives it more realism that the acting is not so doggone great. <laughs> you got to catch up especially, on your balls, especially man. Clear. All right. I'll, I'll see if I can check it out somewhere. So, but anyway, thanks to The Rock. Appreciate it. I'm going to look forward to seeing some XFL hopefully next year. Pick up on Rock. So, all right, next, uh, NCAA, so some interesting stuff going on there. The West Coast Conference has become the first conference, the first Division I conference. Uh, they're calling it the Bill Russell Rule to require a minority candidate as a finalist for openings in athletics, which I think is awesome. So, it, it, That just include like, head coach? Well, this it, it, they said candidate as a finalist for openings, and then they went on to explain a finalist for any opening for an athletic director, senior administrator, head coach, or full-time assistant coach within the league. It must include a member of a traditionally unrepresented community. So you can be Pacific Islander. Canadian. (laughs) (laughs) There's not a lot of Canadian coaches in the NFL or or NCAA college basketball, whatever. It's a good rule. So instead of saying, you know, african-american or 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 you know latino or, or minority they just said traditionally unrepresented community so the key word is tradition yeah because like you you say like you say it could be canadian but not many can canadians come in here to coach football well that's uh, true there, there's a few but it's not a lot of them yeah <laughs> and quite frankly even if you're Canadian or you're not, you know, if you're a Canadian, you're more likely to, to, to be Caucasian, which, why would you come here? Because that's I, where the job is. They do have CFL there, brother. Why, why, would you, why would you come here? Why would you come here and you can't even get health care? <laughs> I'm like, you're a full-time assistant in the West Coast Conference, brother. Your health care ain't going to be that great. You might be giving up something valuable if you leave Canada. I'm just saying. I'm just saying. If you ain't gonna be like, if you if you are offensive coordinator of a CFL team right now, yeah. and they say, hey man, we thinking about hiring you as a, a head coach. Okay, you can make that move. Yeah. But a full time assistant. It depends on the pay, man. I can just... you you're in the West Coast Conference. You probably better off where you at. That's kind of like the CFL. So why not stay? I'm just saying the amount of pay that you're gonna to take if you making a, a if you make lower drink or making on eighty thousand in the West Coast Conference, but if you making forty thousand dollars as an assistant coach in the West Coast Conference and you're from Canada, you might as well stay because you're gonna spend that forty in healthcare here just to make up for the healthcare you had in Canada. Nah, they include it. It's a school. They got it. They got. They all got medical centers. <laughs> I don't know, man. Anyway, we 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 about to see how well these medical centers in college work when it comes time to play this NC two way football. Yeah. So that's anyway, what you. That's I what you call, that was really interesting. That's what you call a professional segue right there, Dave. Okay, to segue <laughs> to. All right. Uh, several <laughs> players, several players in the NCAA that uh, 
are withdrawing from the draft. Several basketball players are withdrawing from the draft this year. I forget all the names. They weren't like top 10 guys or anything like that, but there's a lot of them that are withdrawing from this draft. And I was thinking, man, this is a good year to do that. <laughs> if there's a year you're going to do it, I think this would be it. Out of the so- basketball? The basketball draft? Oh, you saying the one that's coming in October? Yeah, yeah. So, so like a lot of the college players that 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 declared why, for this draft. Why is it a good? Well, year? because I, there's a lot of uncertainty about how far things are going to go with with COVID, and, and you know, they still got a scholarship. They can be going to school, getting three meals a day, all that kind of stuff. Uh, I mean, all right. So you saying it, it's good if you ain't a lottery pick? Yeah. Oh, okay, if you're a lottery gotcha. pick, you're going to get your money. But you know, you get, if you're yeah, they still gonna give you a check. Second round guy, late first round <laughs> guy, maybe. You don't know. There's not. There's not gonna be a big, uh, you know, combine or whatever to, right. to show your skill or right. improve your draft I stock. You. I thought. Um, so um, anyway, there's a bunch of guys so far that have, that have withdrawn. I, I can't remember any of the names right now. I should have written them down, but you know, I was in the car. They all don't, make that mistake anyway, Dave. Yeah. They all think. I, every year I say this, they only draft 60 people in the NBA. That's right. So unless they tell you you're in the first, you in the uh, uh, the first 14, if you ain't in the, if you ain't in the lottery, you should go back. Yeah. I don't care how good you are. If they say late, if they say the word late, go back. Yeah. <laughs> go back. Don't come out until you have to. I, you know, what I mean, we do tend to frown on a four-year player, but if they say you are be a late brother, you ain't get you 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 are running the risk of not being drafted. They I, told Bobo he was going to be in the lottery. He went in the second round. Yeah, there's been a a probably hundreds of thousands of guys since or they said, oh, you're going to be an early second round pick. You're not getting drafted. <laughs> like it, they only taking 60 guys. See, here's the part that I don't know if agents don't tell these dudes. Some of these rosters don't have movement. What I mean by movement is I can't even add a guy. Yeah. Because I, I got thir- 13, 14 on a payroll that's only supposed to have 12. Yeah. Right. So I ain't even looking to draft a guy. I'm looking to get a guy from Europe that I can just leave over there because. I ain't got no room or put them in the G league and you're not going to make a lot of money there. That's my, my point is they yeah. don't have movement. So right. you got to find out how many of these teams actually have the ability to even sign you and keep you. They don't. Some of them just can't. Hey, I got my first round pick. I ain't got no time for that second round pick. He, he, he got to be somebody that I can try to develop and do you want to be that guy? No, I don't even yeah. want. To, if I can't be drafted in the first round, I don't want to be drafted. Right. I don't. I want to. It's, I, it's better for you if you're not. Drafted. Yes, because after one year, I can get paid. That's right. <laughs> so, and, and you were saying you look down on those guys that stay four years. I don't, because I there there's a litany of people that I've watched go declare for the NBA draft that needed more experience in college, and they would have had a better NBA career. It's like se- several Duke point guards come to mind. <laughs> William Avery. I'm not saying that I look down on you. I'm just no, saying no. people think of you if you stay four years, then you really can't ball or you, you're really not quite NBA material. Yeah. Well, that might be true, but that's not the end of the world. I'm no. just saying 
if you ain't going to be drafted, listen, if you're going to be drafted late, if you hear the word late, second round, early second round, if you hear those words, then you you can't do nothing. I say stay and get more development. What are you going to be next year? Better. You're probably still going to be late. Maybe. <laughs> you're not, you're not going to. The odds are if you're a dude that play in the West Coast Conference and they say, ooh, you're an early second round pick, you're not yeah. going to be in the lottery next year. Yeah. You know why? Well, because there's freshman. 27 freshmen that's coming in and eight of them are going to keep push, going to push you down. Yeah. You follow what I'm saying? Back to the early second round. You're not going there, to, to the, to the lottery. Been, just stay in college. There have been guys that stay in college another year and get better and work themselves into a better position in the draft, though. You ain't going to be lottery, though. Maybe, that's, maybe not. Name one. Uh, well, I can't write offhand, but I could do some research and probably come up with one or two. Like, Name one. You can be Jimmy Butler. That's what you can do. You can be a guy who's drafted in the late first, who came back and be drafted in the late first round and just show the world that you can ball. That's that's what you can do. Yeah. You can be Josh Howard. Like I'm saying, guys like William <laughs> Avery, if you stick around another year, you got yeah. your prime it's, time playing. I, you're I, not you're not unemployed, but and you're getting good coaching, top level coaching. You can be Quinn Cook. And and Quinn Cook, I mean. You know what? He That's plays all right. Here, yeah. And he probably went on his seventh year in the NBA. Yeah. yeah. He's solid. He's solid. He's, Even solid. When, he's one of those guys I was thinking, hey, Mark Cuban, give Quinn Cook a call when he was down in the G League. Because he make he makes smart decisions. He he's he's improved his basketball IQ even from Duke days. So that's what I'm saying. If 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 you're not stay that lottery guy, you can improve. Stay in college. Yeah, with great coaching. Stay in college. All right, there you go. So here we go. Uh, in the off season, let's go into all about the Benjamins city nickname edition. Woo woo! Here we go. You go uh, first, I, man. You all, I always go first. You go first. Okay, not okay. I'll go first, but I I didn't I didn't stick to just sports nickname towns. No, that was okay. not the, that was not the no. So it, with my one dollar bill, I've got uh, the Emerald City. All right. Seattle. All right. So the the bill is green. Emerald is green. People think of green when they think of Seattle because a lot of trees. So one dollar <laughs> bill, the Emerald City. All so right. My That's five, good. I, I like I like how your mind thinking. I like how what you go ahead, do your thing. Five dollar. Right. So my five dollar bill, I've got the City of Light, which okay. is Par- Paris. All right. I've been there. There's lots of lights. <laughs> <laughs> they're all over that big needle looking thing they got right. sticking up out of the ground so uh on my ten dollar bill i've got big d just because i'm in dallas i mean and you know big d i'm not gonna say anything else <laughs> big d can be a good thing uh, <laughs> uh so we're talking about sunlight people that's right Get the man out the gutter man talking about that sunlight <laughs> Vitamin D good for you. Sunny and, D. And vitamin D help kill corona. Come on, people. Ed, stop. Come on, man. Get your mind up out the gutter, man. Big D, good for you. All right. On my $20 bill. Now, this is not an official nickname, but it comes from a KISS song. All right. So, Detroit Rock City. 
You know how I love my music. Motor City. Motor City would have been cool, too. No, Detroit Rock City is better because it was from Kiss. And it's musical. And you know I love my music. Okay. So, uh, $50 bill. Uh, I just think that's a cool name. The Big Easy. All right. I don't even know what it means. Scott could probably tell me. He's from New Orleans. My boss, he's from New Orleans. <laughs> I don't know where the Big Easy came from, but I just it it's, makes you think of just sitting back, simping on a mint julep, watching the river float by, you know? Mint julep. Wrong city with the mint julep. But yeah, I got mint you. Mint julep, you know, well, that's, that's a different, you know, that's what Kentucky. But, you know, whatever the drink is, you sit by the river and watch watch the boats float down. Hey, look, there goes Mark Twain. All right. <laughs> And on my $100 bill, if I'm making the currency, man, you just can't beat Sin City. You just can't right. beat the name Sin City. It's a, it's I, a good name. It's a good name. So we got and, a couple. We got a couple of these alike. Uh, okay, I, I've got some honorable mentions that I have to throw in here. Your five, your $50, uh, 50 cent piece. Yes, and and that's only because the names are ironic. <laughs> names are ironic. So L.A. is the city of angels. Probably Hell. not a lot of angels in Hell. Hell's Angels. Yeah. <laughs> and then Philadelphia is the city of brotherly love where they hate everybody. <laughs> yeah. I, that's, I had to, that is very ironic. <laughs> like, we should have did ironic city names for all of <laughs> so, That would have been number one right there. I just, I had to throw those in. They don't make it on my dollar bills. I put it on my coins or something, but just because of the irony of the names. So, all right, who you got, man? At my $1 bill, I had Las Vegas, Sin City. All Everybody, right. Everybody, it didn't need a little sin, right? Just a little sin, a little sinny, sin, sin. And, you know, it's always money going around here. We talking about value. It's plenty of money, right? Yeah, yeah. So, number right. $5, I went with Nolens, the all big right. easy. You can tell you ain't never been to New Orleans. Because right, once you go to New Orleans, you don't say New Orleans no more. It becomes yeah. Nolens. Yeah, where you at, Scott? Why ain't I ever been to New Orleans? <laughs> Nolens. Nolens is... We've known each other 20 years now. It is exactly what you think it is. It is just easy. It's just so smooth, cool, and laid back, man. Everybody's just cool, chill, just have a good time, man. It is the easiest of the big... I mean, it's, it is truly just easy. Yeah. And Scott keeps telling me every time he goes back how good the seafood is, and I like me some seafood. Brother, I love them fried oysters. So fresh, it made me nauseated, but it was so delicious, I went back the next day. Combo, <laughs> red beans and rice, jambalaya. On my, on my $10 bill, I went with Miami, the magic city. What's magic I, about it? I don't know. It's on my bucket list, man. I'm, I'm going to get there. I, I ain't been, but who me don't eat? Who don't need a little magic in their life? You know, you know I like the Latinas. <laughs> On my twenty dollar bill, I went with the city of gold, Johannesburg. All right, it's gold. Like we, thought, what, we got, what else we got to say about that? You know, I thought about that of uh, uh, the lost city of gold, as in El Dorado. Right. So I thought about that one. That's a good one. I like that. And then on my fifty dollar bill, I went with um, the city of dreams. Mumbai. I ain't never been to Mumbai. Don't even know where the hell Mumbai is. But That's it's still, it's still dreams. <laughs> like you got to see, you know, to see the little bit of sin, little bit of easy magic, 
gold and dreams. You see where my list is going. I ain't even got to mess with you. But that brings us to the to the hundred dollar bill. Uh -oh. You know, if you got gold, magic, seeing easy, we need to do something big and go with the holy city, Jerusalem, at my hundred dollar bill. We got to we got to balance it out. <laughs> we got we got a lot of uh, you know what I mean? Like all these dollar bills don't add up to a hundred quite, or maybe just do, but a little bit, whatever. It is. So we had to balance it out. And right. go with the, with with the, with the holy city of Jerusalem, brother. Yeah, that's right. that's the list. There you go. That's a good list. I like it. I like that gold. All right. So we're moving on to you suck. Mm. Talk to me, man. I got the stripper at Magic City that gave Lou Williams the lap dance, and then told, "Why would you mess with your money like that, young lady?" Now, how you gonna pay for school? I'm like, like that don't make sense, man. You ain't gonna never get that CNA degree. Come on now. So it's out to the stripper who told on Lou Williams. Now your kids ain't gonna get fed. You suck on behalf of your children. She did. She did <laughs> say he tipped well. He ain't gonna tip no more. <laughs> That's the last dance you gave her. The last damn tip she gonna get from Mr. Lou Williams. Yeah. You suck on behalf of your children. Now uh -huh. they can't, now they gotta go from wearing Jordans and got to go down to the Walmart and get the Shaq shoes. Or the Marberries, the with the, the Starberries. <laughs> those are they were like sixteen dollars a pair. <laughs> and you know what? This week I still got. I got do you? Oh yeah. All right, it might be worth seventeen dollars now. That's all right. They dope. I got the Puerto Rican versions. Ooh, they cold. It's a different kind of red, white, and blue. It's just butter. Anyway, uh, go ahead with your you suck. So I, I honestly, man, I got nothing on you suck this week because uh, you know Microsoft did me right this week. I tell you, uh, things are going well at work. I'm just uh, I'm really really busy, but I'm enjoying what I'm doing. So, man, the 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 trails weren't flooded this week, so I got some good riding in. Uh, Temperature was good enough. I didn't overheat out there. Got to ride my motorcycle this week, man. I got I got nothing for you, suck this week. I'm having a good man, week. That's a good week. You can't beat that. What you got for Dave's uh, dialogue then? You know, uh, same things. I guess just, things are going well. Uh, but I, I will say I, I want to give a shout out. Um, uh, my mom's best friend of 30 years, um, hospice came and took her today she's got some brain cancer and had that for a while and they finally decided they can't do anything so uh uh day's rumination mm. i'd just like to give a shout out to Marilee, lee and we're thinking about you and uh, you've been a part of the family for 30 years now and so uh uh my mind's been on that all day but uh that's all i got to say we just want to give her a shout out and show her some love well said david well said i'm sure pretty i'm sure she appreciate that We'll clip the show and send it to her and let her know. Right on. Yeah. So what you got? For Ray's reminiscing, I got these. Bombas. <laughs> Bombas. Bombas socks. Supposed to be the best socks in the world. I, I want to shout out, shout out to the listener named Anna. She wanted to make sure that I didn't say Anna, but it's Anna. Shout out to Anna for getting these wonderful Bomba socks. Bomba's uh, is a company that, uh, like I say, they're supposed to be the best socks in the world. They said that, um, I guess some I don't know, smart guys, rich guys, I don't know if they were both either, neither, or whichever, but they said they found out that the most requested item in shelters 
Yep. Socks. Yep. And so they set out to make what in their mind was the best sock ever. Now, Dave, as you can see, I got a couple pair. I got a couple pair for you when I come to Dallas. I'm all right. You. Look, my brother, I, I got, I got, I, man, Anna hooked it up, bro. We hey, got socks for days. All right. But anyway, look, the sock is dope. I can't even front. <laughs> like, I mean, they comfortable. I ain't going to open this up because I ain't got but a few more, but it's a part right around the middle of your foot, like where your arch is supposed to be. Yeah. It's got like, um, like a, um, what's they call it? Like a, not, not, not spandex. Um, yeah, elastic. Not elastic, if you will. Um, but it grips your foot and squeezes it gently, like firm. Yeah. Not, not enough where it's cutting like compression. Off. Compressing, thank you, brother. Yeah, yeah, That's yeah. what I was trying to say. It just compress you right there in the middle of your foot, man. Boy, you know what I mean. I don't know if I'm getting old or bougie. I never would have thought. Twelve dollars, Dave. A pair, bro. Wow. Twelve dollars a pair. But you know what I mean. Like I'm not gonna front twelve dollars a pair because. But what they do is for every one pair that they sell, they give a pair. To one of them shelters. So you're really like paying six dollars for you and then six dollars for some homeless guy, man. So I mean, you know, with that being said, props to Anna, props to the Bombas people for uh making such a good product and trying to help people and make money at the same time. Man, that's that's the bomb to me. That why maybe that's why they call it Bombas. All right. <laughs> So I, I finally get something out of this show, man. I'm getting a pair of socks. <laughs> You'll get a couple pair of socks. Sweet. That's it, yep. right? Yep. Uh, I I forgot to tell you that I did make the Apple Jacks fried chicken in my air mm. fryer. Mm. <laughs> so, and it wasn't bad. It was okay. I didn't get the the Apple Jacks on there. I think thick enough. When we have the uh, the uh, Captain Crunch fried chicken, when we go to Oshkosh, Wisconsin, it's like it's really thick on the chicken. So you need the double crust. So yeah, I need to figure out how to do that. But yeah. otherwise, it, it was pretty decent. Wait. Into your wet batter, to your dry batter, wet batter, back into your dry batter, deep fry. All right. You just dip twice. Okay. Just dip twice. All right. So, but it was pretty good, and I'm gonna try it again. Just do it, do it better. All right. So, and that's, that's it. it. That's, and that's the show. If you like it, don't forget to subscribe and hit like. And if you don't like it, go ahead and subscribe and hit like anyway. It ain't gonna hurt nothing. But really, we just appreciate you listening to us talk about our life and sports. And our life through sports on the internet and the radio or your Bluetooth speakers. We don't do it for attention to be attention seekers. We just two brothers talking about sports better known to you as Preachers from the Bleachers. We out. Peace.